0: Occult crimes, paranormal investigations, urban legends, and strange happenings. Welcome to Myths, Magic, and Murder. (laughs) Hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic, and Murder. This is episode 77. I'm Abby. I'm Kate, and we'll be your ghostesses
1: on this beautiful, fine, wonderful day. It's getting cooler, everybody.
0: A little tiny bit. So am I. Oh my god. Mm. Kate, you're so fucking cool, man. This just in. Check you out. I'm getting a teeny tiny bit cooler. She's got sunglasses on. That's what it is. They're just reactor lights. Okay, some things I want to talk about before we get into the show. Do you want to talk about what you're covering today first?
1: I will be telling you some really cool things about aliens.
0: That sounds very vague if yeah. <laughs> you've researched
1: anything. It's, <laughs> it's a possibly irrefutable I mean, you will try and refute it, but sighting of aliens in Zimbabwe.
0: No way.
1: True story.
0: I'm talking about the Y2K doomsday event. Well, that didn't happen. We know. But I just think it's fascinating that everyone thought it would. Before we get into it, I want to say a few things. First thing I want to talk about is, sorry about the horrible seagull noises and the police noises in the last episode. These mics are new. They were all me. Ah! (laughs) The window was open because we usually have it open and we didn't realize these were so powerful. We don't have to sit very close to them at all to get a good amount of noise into them. So that was a mistake.
1: No, if we sit too close, it feels like just awful audio porn.
0: Yeah. I also asked you guys on Instagram what you thought of our stories from last week. Most people seem to agree that service stations are super weird and 70% of you said you'd like to vibe nowhere with us. So that's good. Aww. That'd be sweet, wouldn't it? I also asked who you guys thought was the Circleville writer from Kate's story. And the Sun was the most universal answer. I said me. Kate said her. <laughs> we also got a response saying the Mothman and Ted Cruz. So thank you for your responses. I love our I'm sure fans. they're very accurate. Also, in strange news this week, New Human just dropped. New Human? New Human just dropped from the Natural History Museum. Um... The Museum in London tweeted recently that a huge skull found in China represents a new sister lineage for Homo sapiens. Maybe it's the missing link. It's not. It could be. Well, then why did you well, just tell me it wasn't? I <laughs> <laughs> don't know. It's at least 146,000 years old. <laughs> me too. And has been named the Dragon Man. Ooh, that's the skull, a cool name. Yeah, right? Imagine being the Dragon Man. The skull is almost complete. And it provides important evidence for understanding the evolution of humans and the origin of the species. So it is the missing link, then. It's also one of the best preserved <laughs> of all ancient human fossils. And it's now believed that modern humans are more closely linked to this than they are to the Neanderthals, which is pretty wild. Wow. Also, there was a photo of a, a highly buff ancient human. Oh, I saw don't react like that to an, oh, uh, to an ancient oh, human. I saw. Stop it, Kate. Ancient human, don't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Do you want to get into your story? You got anything else to talk about?
1: No. Um. Again, massive thank you to the patrons. They had a little extra clip on the beginning of this one. <laughs> it
0: was beautiful.
1: It was stupid.
0: <laughs> I don't know why you are part of our fan club. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about some strange things.
1: My sources are africaiswoke.com. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> iafrica24.com.
0: These aren't real websites.
1: Wikipedia, altereddimensions.net. Sorry, I thought my camera just fell over. mysticsciences.com, bbc.co.uk, mg.co.za, and paranormalzonex. Okay, so, for you history lovers... I'll get into that bit before the aliens that everyone else is waiting for.
0: Of course. What is this podcast without some history?
1: It's true. I don't have that much history, though. I have barely any. Anyway, Rua is a town in Mashonaland East in Zimbabwe. It doesn't appear to be largely populated, but then it is just a town. It's not like a city. Mashonaland East has a population of about 1.35 million as of the 2012 census. As far as I could gather, it's kind of like a province or like a county within Zimbabwe. So it's definitely grown since then. Obviously, it's been nearly 10 years. There's not much information on Rua, really. We can gather it's pretty hot. It's in South Africa. So it has a tropical climate. And as a whole, Zimbabwe has archaeological records dating back to at least 100,000 years ago.
0: That's pretty impressive. I
1: know. If I were an alien it would be a pretty good place to monitor over True. the years. If you sorry, side note. If you were an alien, where do you think you would study?
0: Oh, what a good question. Thanks. What do you mean like to see what humans are like? Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I
1: think Egypt.
0: Egypt was my go-to, but ancient Egypt is different from like Egypt now, and that's what fascinates me.
1: Yeah, but it's not you, it's an alien.
0: What does that have to do with I thought I am the alien.
1: Yeah, but like for like you 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 wanna look at longitudinal studies, you know what I mean? Let's say you're an immortal alien. I love that. Yeah. So you've been alive, you can study one place. Oh, forever? For like, like yeah. since the beginning of yeah, time? Yeah, Oh, yeah. ancient
0: Egypt, for sure, yeah. Right? There's so, something well, it's so just Egypt, hun. Yeah, but it would have been ancient when I was born, because I'm immortal and ancient. Oh, I wouldn't I
1: have, it would have just been Egypt, and you would have been ancient.
0: This is messing Get with wrecked. my brain.
1: <laughs> yeah, Egypt, right? Or maybe Greece. I feel like Greece has got a rich history, but there's something about Egypt.
0: Yeah, I think if I was an alien now, if I'd just come to Earth now and I had to monitor somewhere, I would probably monitor, like, America.
1: God, I wouldn't.
0: Only because it's kind of, in some ways, like, the center of the world, even though it shouldn't necessarily be. But I feel like America is kind of, with the media and stuff, it's mm. kind of made itself such a central point of culture across the world, that, like, I think if you were trying to study what people were like, they've kind of impacted a lot of the world with their media.
1: Mm, It's true. It's
0: influenced a lot of things. Well, it's why, like, a lot of
1: people speak English. Isn't it? Isn't that our fault? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously. Big whoops in our history. But also, like, if you're looking at media nowadays, like, a reason that a lot of people still speak English. I mean, we don't still have the British Empire, thank God. Yeah. But, like now media in songs in tv in film it's all americanized it's a big deal yeah that it is and i think if
0: i was an alien i'd be like what is it with these people
1: and then you'd realize it was nothing yeah it's not any particular thing
0: no one is better than anyone
1: it's true we're all just people
0: we're all just vibing nowhere all right anyway
1: <laughs> so this alien encounter is set in 1994 in rua imagine this right think back to primary school no well, you've got to. You're like eight or nine, and you've been at class all morning, so, so it's time for break. Oh, yeah. The most exciting part of the day, bar lunch and home time. You step outside with your mates to play it, or tag, or whatever you call it. Tag. You call it tag? Yeah. Oh, it's it.
0: Tag, you're it. It. Tag, you're it. It. <laughs> you simplified it. When you run up to
1: people, what do you say?
0: Tag, you're it. When you smack them. Tag, you're It. It. <laughs> You're just trying to get it done.
1: Yeah. This is why I'm quicker. This is why you always lose. Because you're trying to give me war and peace. And I'm just like, it, and run away.
0: Tag, you're it. As if. Or just tag, if you've got to be quick.
1: It. Tag is still not very quick. It. I just said it. Did I? That was barely a word. Who knows? It. Bam. Right. All of a sudden, you see a silver UFO. Oh my god. In the sky. Hanging out. This is exactly what happened on September 16th, 1994, to 62 children. 62? Between 6 and 12 years old.
0: Wow. That's a lot of people.
1: Uh-huh. Apparently, one main silver craft with a few others around it were, like, in the sky, and they, like, followed the the pylons yeah. across and then went down to, like, just past the schoolyard that was out of bounds to aerial school students at about 10.15 in the morning. Obviously, some of the kids ran away immediately. They were like, I'm not having it. Fair enough. enough." They would survive a horror film. The others went to the end of the playground to get a closer look. That would be me. They saw a small creature walking around on top of the craft, while the other... there There was another. Came down to look at the children. According to the kids... It was a grey man with a long, thin neck, wearing an all-black, tight, one-piece suit.
0: Oh my god, fancy. With
1: eyes like rugby balls. He looked to be about three foot tall and had like a mane or long hair or a cape. They couldn't quite figure it out. He
0: sounds beautiful.
1: He was too far away to tell what that was, but a lot of them thought it was just like long black hair.
0: Wow, what a guy.
1: Although they were too far away to talk... When the alien looked at some of the children, it somehow communicated to them and said that humans were causing too much destruction to the planet. Not every child was communicated to, and afterwards the craft lifted off and vanished into the sky. All of the kids ran inside, some of them absolutely freaking out. There was a little tuck shop outside, it was run by one of the mums, um, and they were like, oh my god, guess what, this just happened, and she was like, go away you are li- lying to me go away I'm not leaving the tuck shop unattended god bless so <laughs>
0: I'm not leaving the tuck shop unattended yeah. good for her she was
1: like there's money and food in here no she's
0: protecting the tiny cheeses she is or whatever they have so, that's what <laughs> we used know. to have we used to have the tiny- cartons of milk <laughs> we used to have cartons of milk tiny tiny blocks of cheese and snacker jacks and fruit but then we became a healthy school so they got rid of the snacker jacks
1: snacker jacks are healthy
0: It's because we had salted caramel ones. The caramel ones. They're so good. It was stupid. They were too good. And then no one went to the tuck shop because all you could have was cheese and fruit. You know what
1: the worst Snack Jacks were? The cheese and onion ones. And here's why. Yeah, they They are not crisps.
0: Don't make things cheese and onion unless they're a crisp.
1: Right? Or a pretzel.
0: Pretzels are so good. But then it
1: should be sour cream and chive. Mm.
0: And you know what? I agree with that.
1: Continuing on. The children after attempting to explain their woes to the tuck shop woman, went inside to tell any staff member, and the staff members were like, shut up, we're not having it.
0: Kids, kids do say some dumb things.
1: It's like the boy who cried
0: wolf. Yeah, if you're a child and you keep saying I've seen an alien, or if you just say it once, people won't believe you. People don't believe adults who say they've seen aliens, never mind children. It's
1: true. The reason, by the way, that there were no uh, teachers or whatever about is because they were all in a meeting.
0: All of them? Who was on the playground? Oh, all I guess of them. the tuck shop it woman. It was the tuck shop woman. Yeah, yeah that was, was it. She was on duty.
1: Yeah, she was, she was in charge and that was it. But she also had, obviously, the care of the tuck shop.
0: A very important job, clearly.
1: Too important, some might say, to go envisage... An alien encounter.
0: Yeah. Children are being abducted by the aliens. (laughs) And she's like, I have to make sure that my tiny cheeses are safe. Excuse me.
1: (laughs) Nothing will make me leave this territory. (laughs) Anyway, they continued with the rest of the school day. According to an interview with one of the children present, the interview was many years later. She said, 62 kids between the ages of about 6 and 12 saw the aliens land and get out of their little ships. When the kids returned to class, they were completely freaked and couldn't stop nattering about the little men who looked a bit like Michael Jackson.
0: (laughs) Children are so funny.
1: The teachers told them to shut up because teachers do that. That wasn't what she said. Teachers told them to shut up as teachers are one to do and classes proceeded. But the next day, the school received a bunch of calls from parents wanting to know why their kids were spooked. It got so that the teachers started to freak out too. And a local UFO expert called Cynthia Hind, or Hind, was invited to speak to everyone. It was via her, I think, that we heard about a famous shrink who was coming from the US to assess the children. So when Cynthia arrived, all of the children were asked to draw what they saw. Uh, They were all taken separately to do that. It wasn't like one group doing it. And every single one of the drawings looked nearly identical. Wow. The shrink mentioned before was Professor Mack, who studied psychiatry at Harvard. He did interviews with all of the children and filmed them to try and figure out if they'd all gone through mass hysteria or what had gone on.
0: It's a bit of a coincidence that they all saw the same thing.
1: Hmm. The children were so believable that Mack later said, I would never say, yes, there are aliens taking people but I would say there is a compelling, powerful phenomenon here that I can't account for in any other way.
0: Mm. Interesting.
1: Nikki Carter, a South African producer, who did a documentary on this as well, was also led to believe the children, as they were reporting that the aliens had said things like, we should not be so technology and avoid pollution, and watch out for third world countries. The children reporting this had no idea what that meant.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're all like
1: eight. So how could they have made that up for a fake alien story? True. Seems some a bit weird. Some children
0: are smart, though. Yeah, and they but 62 stuff. of them. Mm, that's true. Are 62 children smart? And obviously
1: <laughs> obviously, not all of them were saying this because only some of them were communicated to. But it does seem a bit weird. Mm. Also, all of the children had no idea what UFOs or aliens were. Because they hadn't consumed any media relating to it.
0: That's wild. Because when I was eight, I was on YouTube searching, aliens real.
1: Yeah, but this is ninety four.
0: Oh yeah, true. My brother and was they're like, in you know that aliens are real, and I was like, having nightmares. <laughs> your, your poor, poor little brain. I would Google pictures of aliens and then I would cry. <laughs> 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 and that was just yesterday. And now you do the podcast. Yeah, honestly, the things that I search for this when I get up reference images, they make me feel very uncomfortable. But there's some kind of weird fascination I've got going on. It's like I like to suffer. I don't like to look at pictures of ghosts and aliens and dead people. And instead, I keep doing this. Well, that's the thing, isn't it?
1: It's, um, I think I told you about it the other day, but I'll tell our wonderful podcast friends. Basically, you know, your comfort zone. Yes, that is what typical-brained people have. And oh, yeah, yeah. When I say typical-brained, I'm not being rude. It's just what we call it in psychology. You've got typical and atypical. I'm not being a bitch. So typical-brained <laughs> people... Oh, your typical
0: brains. ...are those
1: you. without, like, mental illnesses or whatever. Atypical-brained people, i.e. those with depression and anxiety, sort of the majority of, have a discomfort zone, which is where they'll actually feel... More at ease when they're on edge. It's like, you know when, for example, a conversation we were having the other day, you were like, I have gone from stress to stress to stress and now I have no stresses, so I am stressed. Yes. That is your discomfort zone. Right. So doing something like a true crime podcast and researching all of these things that freak you out is actually probably more comforting to you than if you had a nice bath.
0: Well, it's like what I think about, I think sometimes I have anxiety and I am scared of things like obviously being killed, obviously like aliens, ghosts, things that are scary. They are, they do scare me. I'm not like completely immune and I talk about it because it doesn't bother me. Yeah, they They are scary things. But there's just this intense fascination. Like when I'm alone, I will watch horror movies... I will watch true crime documentaries. I will do podcast research. And I'll have a really good time. Yeah. But it shouldn't be nice for me because then I'm scared of it afterwards. But like at the time, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, well, it's like when
1: I'm at the gym or whatever, weird flags, um, I listen to like true crime podcasts.
0: Yeah, I watch true crime videos. Yeah, when I'm
1: alone, I've got my headphones in and I'm doing the washing up. I'm listening to people dying. Well, not like, there and then yeah no but like i'm i'm listening to true crime it's weird isn't it no
0: that's not very nice is it
1: i don't listen to this podcast because it's crap Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) well
1: anyway it isn't just folklore either that they all saw like aliens or or whatever you know that kind of thing because the variety of cultures in the children that saw the event is vast some were black african children from a variety of tribes some were Asian with grandparents from India. Some were white kids whose parents came from South Africa or Britain. So it's not just like they saw something and they were all like, oh my god, it's this one very specific thing. You know yeah. what I mean? They'd all had different upbringings. Don't get me wrong, some of the kids thought they were seeing, like, demons from urban legends that they'd been told, but others had no idea these, ex- these stories even existed. The only similarity with all of the kids' backgrounds is that they all came from well-off families because Ariel is a private school.
0: Interesting.
1: And not every rich person believes in aliens. Just me. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Since the event in the 90s, the children have been contacted and some have agreed to tell their story again. All of the ones who did this have got exactly the same story now as they did then, which is another reason people believe them.
0: That's very interesting, yeah, because kids makeup stuff but they don't keep talking about it when they're older
1: no you'd just be like oh yeah I lied
0: yeah I lied about so many things as a child it
1: would be a lot easier to say that you lied about an alien encounter
0: yeah than to keep talking about it when you're like 20 exactly
1: (laughs) and yeah none of them admitted to a lie the parent of one of the children said he never stopped talking about it he has never stopped talking about it and he believed all this time that it did happen
0: Wow.
1: One of the teachers said, I don't believe for a minute you could get that many kids to agree to do something like that. I really don't. I know children well enough. I just don't think that could happen. So I'm absolutely sure that something did happen there that day.
0: That's very interesting.
1: As people have studied the case of the Rua alien more, they've realized that just two days before, so September 14th, 1994, there was a strange meteor that thousands of Zimbabwe residents witnessed traveling across the evening sky. Oh. What was strange about the meteor though was that people claim it was falling at a normal trajectory and then it leveled off. Oh and started started traveling straight, in line with the top of the trees, rather than just crashing. One report said This thing, whatever it was, was beautiful. It had a circular shaped bright light as the leader, and behind it were tails of light and beautiful colors, green, orange, and yellow. It moved slowly and looked as if it was just above the house. The amazing thing is that it moved absolutely silently. Wow.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, that's all there is. Damn. I feel like I've left you
0: absolutely high and dry, but there is nothing else pretty exciting i know no a beautiful alien in a tuxedo came down to earth
1: he did he came down in his fancy dress and he says where's the party and then realized he was talking to eight-year-olds and left
0: i know how unfortunate that an alien came down and gave us all a warning but he just told a bunch of random children right tell people in power well maybe he didn't know he probably didn't know he was probably like these kids look friendly
1: or well, maybe. He didn't even realise they were kids.
0: True, yeah. I guess if you're if an alien... He's, if he's,
1: like, three foot tall...
0: Oh, my gosh. Maybe. If you're a tiny alien, you might think that tiny people are, are normal. children.
1: Normal-sized people.
0: are just adults? Yeah. Wow. All right. Get that.
1: <laughs> Get that, Brewer Aliens. Listening right now.
0: Listen, aliens. If you're listening right now... You need to speak to people in power to tell them things. It has to be like the day the Earth Stood ill. It can't be like I'm going to a primary school.
1: It can't be like oh, I might fuck about, get one of those school cakes, and tell some kids.
0: That sounds great. Maybe I'll become an alien.
1: I don't think you can. You know what? Give it a go.
0: Yeah. yeah. Give it a go. You dream. Manifest it.
1: Yeah. Okay. How scary do you think the Ruat alien is?
0: Um, I'm gonna say three. Because he was obviously quite nice. He didn't do anything wrong.
1: He did freak the kids out.
0: But he would freak me out. Yeah. If an alien made contact with me, I would cry. Big time. And I would have to go to therapy. Oh, yes. So three.
1: How dangerous?
0: Oh, dangerous? Yeah. What was the last thing you said? Scary. No, you didn't.
1: Yes, I freaking did.
0: Oh. Oh, I'm confused. Dangerous, I would say, one, he didn't do anything bad. But he could have.
1: I suppose he could have. I mean, he was driving a vehicle.
0: Yeah, and you can do anything when you're behind a vehicle.
1: When you're behind it? When you're stood behind a vehicle? Shut up. (laughs) What's the likelihood that aliens came down on that
0: day? Four and a half. Oh my goodness. I'm solid into this. Sorry if you think I'm stupid. I think it's great. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry if you think I'm Stupid. But I'm not, because aliens apology. came down that day, and I will stand by it. You know, you might think I'm dumb for believing 60 children that I don't know. 62. <laughs> and the fact that he was wearing a smart suit may seem unrealistic to some, but not to me.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, no, no.
0: no. Oh, God,
1: never. If, if I believe anyone, it's 60-odd children.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a bit... It's that coupled with the fact that they all still believe it now, and also... People saw what sounds like a UFO that day. Two days before. Two days before, sorry. It's pretty likely, to me, a person who believes in aliens. You know, what do you think? Do you think it's believable?
1: Uh, can I just finish with oh, the scare girl? No, no. Sorry. No, knock yourself out, honestly, Han, It's your podcast now.
0: Yeah, this is my alien show. Any ideas? Alien. Yeah. Children making up stories. Yep. Some kind of meteor. Meteor? Yep. Um. That's all I have. Hysteria.
1: Yeah, like mass hysteria.
0: Is that it? Yeah, that's all I have.
1: I really don't know. Because I am not one to believe in aliens. Not that there's a specific kind of person, but you do and I don't.
0: You don't believe in them at all? Well. Aliens have been proven to but I think
1: I've said this before. I... I'm sure that something else is alive in the universe. I'm not sure that it's the alien as we see it. I'm not sure that it walks on two legs. It's beautiful,
0: long, black flowing hair. Yeah.
1: It's me. Exactly. Oh, my God. An alien. Um, Your hair's brown. Loser.
0: It's dark enough.
1: (laughs) But I also don't think that they've visited. I don't think that we've had contact. You don't? With something else alive in the universe
0: i'll have to prove that wrong in a few episodes you will mm. maybe i will
1: <laughs> why don't you prove it wrong now
0: because i don't have the resources <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i am not opposed to an alien life form i'm opposed to gray aliens as Grey-lians. they've been called before but yeah that's fair enough
0: my it does sound opinion. pretty unbelievable but as i said i think the fact that that many kids said that And also, the fact that they've described what is known as a grey alien, who have been known to communicate that way, is kind of interesting, as an alien fan, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it's also quite naive to say that none of the kids have had any, like, knowledge of aliens, because all it takes is for one older sibling to see an alien movie and then freak out their kid. And
0: kids just tell each other stuff, so it's quite possible that they just said that like... I think when you're a kid as well, you can be easily manipulated into thinking you've seen something. Like if one kid is like, did you see that? It looked like this. And then they just start all drawing it. You know what I mean? It's quite possible that they just shared it around. But I would still like to believe in it because it's fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Be sick if an alien just went and visited some kids at school.
0: (laughs) Bring your alien to school day. (laughs) Show and tell. This is my alien.
1: Show and tell. My God, could you imagine? But yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you. Sorry.
0: That's okay. That was really good. Thank you. You're welcome. Tell us what you think. Did aliens come that day? Did they not? They didn't. I would love to hear your story (laughs) on our social media. At MythsMagicPod, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram is where we get all of the the info, um, the comments and stuff from, usually. We do stories. You can vote on polls and things. Um, Also, if you want to support the podcast and get access to exclusive stuff, you can go to patreon.com forward slash MythsMagicMurder.
1: Over on Patreon, we've got ourselves live and in video as you may be seeing us currently. Video podcast. Hello. Uh, You can give us as much or as little a month as you would like to, and you can still access the same amount of stuff that we got going on over there. We find it easier to reply to people that are on Patreon anyway. So we will get back to you and things on there. We've got discounts for merch. We've got 10% off
0: for patrons. Yeah, we've got some extra stuff, some extra photos.
1: Yeah. Behind the scenes esque type things like a little club it is and sometimes we give you extra stories about either psychology or demonology or something else um we also have a website if you want to go check us out on there it's mythsmagicandmurder.com that's where you'll find our merch and it's also where you'll find a little referral thing where you can tell us what you want to hear or your own little stories speaking of stories if you have any haunted happenings, terrifying tales, or spooky stories, you can email those over on Myths, Magic & Murder at gmail.com.
0: Thank you, Kate, for that lovely little...
1: I always feel bit. like a news broadcaster.
0: Ooh, yeah, me too. I do that when I'm when I'm woman doing the intro because it feels a lot more formal. But, yeah. like, you kind of have to start it off in a positive way. Otherwise, what if you're new and you're like, who are these idiots?
1: It's <laughs> funny because we'll just be talking to each other like this and then we're like, hey, welcome back to Myths, Magic & Murder.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So today I'm talking about the Y2K apocalypse, and how everyone genuinely thought they were all going to die at the stroke of midnight on January 1st, 2000.
1: I'm excited because I have no idea why everyone thought this.
0: Well, I think it's really interesting. Obviously, we all now know nothing majorly bad happened.
1: Or perhaps it did, and we're living in that one part of the brain...
0: Oh, don't. That's a 2012 thing I want to talk about another time, because I kind of low-key believe it. But also, I feel like you could tell me anything, and I'd be like, maybe I believe it.
1: Yeah, it's true. I'd be just... like, Abby, the sky's red.
0: I believe that. I have a moist brain. Anyway. <laughs> <You're> for what? <laughs> I have a moist brain. What does that mean? I don't know, but it feels right to say it. So, I just think it's interesting when people believe things so much... That it it creates like this crazy effect where everyone just starts to just act a certain way. You know what I mean? Like a cult. Yeah, like a cult mindset within just people. Mm. It's bizarre. So also this fascinated me when I was a kid because I couldn't understand why people were so convinced it would happen. But I was also crapping myself in 2012. So sources are Forbes, People, Times, Observer, Nat Geo, Wikipedia and NASA. Oh, NASA. Those feel like pretty high-end sources. Yeah, mine was Africa is woke. That sounds like a sick blog. So, what were you doing on December 31st, 1999? Probably, I was asleep. Okay.
1: As a baby. You were fresh? Out the womb, yeah. I was only born February 3rd, 98, so...
0: Oh, you were only little.
1: Yeah, you're only, like, four months older than I am.
0: I I remember what I was doing joking? Those are early memories. I remember... I Those are my earliest memories, is being at Ponton's Holiday Park with my family. If you haven't heard of Ponton's, it's like Butlin's, except worse. <laughs> it's like a... Do Americans have Butlin's? Uh, I don't know. If you don't have Butlin's, wherever... I mean, you might not be from America. We have people all around the world. If you don't know what Butlin's is, it's like... It's a crappy go. resort for kids. Butlin's not bad. It's lovely. They have,
1: like, loads of kids' activities on. There's,
0: like, arcades water parks water parks it's always near a beach Um, caravans yeah you stay in like a little caravan or like a tiny hotel or apartment and there's like a little dance place anyway i was gonna say i'm not sure if ponton's is still bad but i googled it and it has a one star rating on TripAdvisor. the one that i used to go to ah but it's the people that make these things fun so it had like a club and live events and we used to go every year on new year's eve when i was little probably up until I was about five. And my earliest memories are me, everyone partying and dancing, and me just pretending to be asleep so I didn't have to participate. That's brilliant. I wish I could do that in social situations now. You can. (laughs) Not now. Please. (laughs) So I was old enough to enjoy the festivities and the attention, but too young to really know that most people thought the world was gonna end there and then. I was born old enough to enjoy the attention. That's beautiful. My sister who's 12 years older than me described the party as everyone being really excited partying because it's New Year's Eve and then as soon as it hit midnight everyone was partying more because they were like oh my god everything's fine. That's so sweet. I remember she was like oh we're still alive yeah. That's so funny. So if you haven't heard of the Y2K bug the reason everyone was so afraid is because the engineers and programmers thought there would be a major glitch in technology systems. So basically, when complex computers' programs were like written in the 60s, the engineers used a two-digit code for the year. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like 1994, they just put 94. Mm-hmm. So they left out the year 19, and they would just write the last two digits. And mostly because data storage in computers was really, really expensive at the time, and also took up a ton of space. Like, your computer just wouldn't hold that much stuff. Yeah. So they just shortened it and didn't think about it. And that was obviously fine for many years. And then as the year 2000 approached, they were like, hmm, what if the computer doesn't realise the two zeros mean 2000, and instead the computer thinks it's the year 1900?
1: Why would it matter?
0: Well, that's when this panic began, because their first concerns were about the banks. So banks that calculate interest on a daily rate would calculate a rate of minus 100 years. Oh. And then they realized power plants and other power stations depend on routine computer maintenance to work correctly, so they can check things like pressure or radiation levels. So if the date was incorrect, it would throw off the calculations and put people at risk. Transport also correct, like, depends on the correct date and time, so aeroplanes with scheduled flights after the year 1999 might be wiped or everything might be changed. And then things massively escalated. So you know when you tell the public, this is happening... Don't panic. And the public goes, "Oh my god, yeah. this is happening." Yeah, that's what happened. So this is obviously an issue, but it's not the end of the world issue. It's just like evidently we should try and fix this because it might collapse, like the financial system, and like there may be a risk to power plants, but it might be fine. Mm-hmm. But then the media got a hold of like this knowledge, and if there's one thing the media is good at, it's terrifying everybody and escalating situations. True. So. This could have been a major issue for the world, but people started talking about it like everyone was definitely going to die. And then, obviously, people were sharing information and just making it worse and making stuff up. And people thought that planes would just start falling out of the sky, like their oh systems God. would crash entirely, and they just start destroying things by just collapsing into the ground. There were rumors that ATMs would stop working at midnight, meaning that no one would have access to any of their money. They would all obviously have like reverse interests, and that there would just be no money available and everything would just crash. Hospitals would shut down, nuclear missiles would start launching on their own because the computer system would mess up. People thought that at the stroke of midnight, prison doors would unexpectedly open and release all of the most dangerous criminals back into the world. I love this. They were predicting food shortages. They didn't know if they'd have have access to water. So everyone thought there'd be mass riots in this like crazy dystopian future in the year 2000. The purge, they thought it was gonna be the purge. Yeah, and it was
1: just like low-cut (laughs) jeans. Oh my god, it was just, um, what are they called? Tramp stamps.
0: Yeah. So, there were articles in newspapers written about the upcoming doomsday. And the main reason I wanted to talk about this is because, like, people, like, preppers and the media just absolutely fascinates me. So everyone was, like, obviously buying stuff Mm. to protect them from the apocalypse. Kind of like when people announced COVID and everyone just bought all the toilet paper and all the rice. Oh
1: my god. Also, though, weird things. All of the spaghetti hoops... (laughs) All of the spaghetti hoops with sausages in went so quick. Then the spaghetti hoops. Then baked beans. I
0: guess it's the kind of thing that will store forever and your kids will eat it.
1: All of the flour.
0: That one was weird. People were making their own bread because they couldn't get access to bread.
1: The bread never ran out.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. But the, b- the bread was constantly stocked. I think people were just bored and they wanted to bake. It's like everyone got into baking bread. No, man. It was before everyone was like,
1: let's bake bread. People were like, let's bake bread because they had bulk flour in
0: their homes. What did they think they were going to do? Start a mill? <laughs> so in this time, the bottled water industry saw a massive increase in sales because people were sort of stock- stockpiling because they thought they were going to go off the grid and they wouldn't get access to like fresh water. Gun sales went up for all the riots that were expecting to take place and all the looting. And people started buying survival kits. So I managed to find a few books and videos online about these kits people were selling, and it's just wild. So companies were making these survival kits consisting of things like water purifiers and torches, and they were selling them through TV ads. So you know those ones where it's like, call... 0800 don't die yeah next great deal order now (laughs) we'll throw in an extra bag of dried food those ones yeah yeah that just come on between shows there was just a bunch of those i saw a few online like you know like people people repost them to the internet and it's just like protect your family this 2000 like this new year you can get this and it comes with four torches and water purifiers
1: is this why everyone our age's parents are so well equipped my Do you parents remember? Are <laughs> no, your parents would have died horribly. Oh my, my- god, <laughs> my parents. Do you remember when you were living at my parents' house and we had a power cut?
0: That was bizarre. We don't really get power cuts where it I'm is from. So funny. Okay, it lives in the middle of nowhere. I'm sorry if I've
1: told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Right, my parents live next to a river and we're in a village, and it's all just you're gonna get a power cut. We got power cuts like a few times a year. It was normal so we have got torches in every room essentially and candles (laughs) we've got like a long like whiskey tin filled with long candles we've got a few candelabras a few lanterns i promise i don't live in the medieval times she
0: does down there
1: so abby was there my dad was out so it was just me ab and my mom and
0: I was just playing the Sims or
1: something. We would I think we were playing like Call of Duty or something. something like that. And the power went out and Abby was like, Oh my god And I was like, It's fine, stay still and Mum was like, Are you okay? But it was also dark, it was late. Yeah. Mum was like, Are you okay? and from the other room And I was like, Yes mum, we're fine. I'm just getting the candles And I <laughs> Abby was like, What do I do? <laughs> So I went over to the TV cabinet and got out this long whiskey tin of candles, started lighting them, handed one to Abby as if we're in like the woman in black walking along the Victorian corridors. And uh, my mum comes in with the (laughs) the candelabra (laughs) and hands it to
0: Abby and then like I get the lanterns out and Abby's like, how long have you guys been (laughs) been planning for this? Yeah, I think my parents' house had a power cup maybe once and it lasted for like 10 minutes. We were just all like, oh, what do we do? Oh, okay, it's fine.
1: Oh no, we we used to get them for like extended periods of time. Wow. Yeah, I think there was one day where we had like twenty four hours without power.
0: Fair. It's it's not that bad. It's more just the light. That's the issue. You're so used to just turning on the light, you know. Well, it got to the point where we were just like, should
1: we just go to bed? And we just went to bed when the when the light was gone. Damn. Like we were peasants <laughs> from the twelve hundreds.
0: Yes. Maybe. Maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. So documentaries were also aired during this time leading up to YTK. And you can see them on YouTube, some of them. They're pretty funny looking back because it's just basic scaremongering. So there's one literally hosted by Leonard Nimoy. If you don't know who that is, he played Spock Spock. on Star Trek. So it's a pretty big name. Yeah. And the documentary is basically an hour of if we don't sort out the banking systems, the United States' entire financial system will crash. And here's how you can prepare your family for the end of the world. Oh, my God. And it's kind of like, it's probably fine. But if it's not fine, here's what you do. You know what I mean? Like I near the that. end. And yeah. it's kind of like people are watching it like, oh, it might be fine. Light of Nemo said it's going to be fine. Oh, no, it might not be fine. What do we do? Yeah. A lot of uncertainty. And then there were some books released that were adding to the public being scared. There's one called Y2K, It's Already Too Late, with a foe of the planet literally on fire. <laughs> Many of the books talk about the worst case scenarios that would happen rather than just being like, it's probably going to be okay. You don't but like, sell books by if not, being like, it's probably not, maybe you should okay. get some torches. Yeah, no, it was like, they became like New York Times bestsellers. People were buying these being like, oh my God, what do I do? What could happen? What's going to yeah. happen? There's also one called Y2K for Women, which is hilarious. I couldn't see it, but you can buy it on Amazon. So maybe I'll get it. Wait, how would the end of the world be different for women? I would love to know. I would love to know. Let us know on Patreon if you want to see Y2K for women and we'll read that. How can you be an effective housewife in Armageddon? <laughs> I would love to know. There's also a Y2K survival guide and cookbook, which might interest you because you like cooking. Ooh. It includes a good way to cook without a stove, storing water, and how to live without power. Time magazine published an end of the world Y2K checklist, which encouraged people to stock up on medicine, take out cash from ATMs, and prepare for the end times. Do, sorry, going back to the cookbook, do yes. we have any
1: idea how much this is and where I can purchase
0: this book? Probably online. I'm sure you can still buy these things, because why would they stop making them? If I can buy it, I will make some recipes on Patreon. <laughs> no, we won't. I will. Some people started taking this to, ex- to the extreme and set up emergency bunkers for their families to hide in. A lot of people were just focusing on like the small chance things would go wrong... Um, and it just caused a lot of panic. So I saw a, I saw a few different stories. Of people whose families had stayed inside the bunker during New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. they stopped they'd stocked up on like rice, torches, spam, candles. You know, good night. And they stayed in there for like an extra day, sometimes, to see if it was you know just to make sure. I think I saw a it might be like a Twitter post or something a while ago about this girl who said that her dad was in the bunker on New Year's Eve. And he just waited in there and everyone was partying and was like, it's fine. And he was like, what if it's not fine? And stayed there for like three days. (laughs) Fair enough. And then obviously nothing happened. Well, stuff did happen, but it wasn't the end of the world like people expected. So the United States spent a $100 billion to prepare for doomsday. Oh my God. But they had roughly the same kind of minor issues that other countries did, who did practically nothing to prepare. So in the UK... Incorrect Down syndrome's test results were sent to 154 pregnant women due to a computer error. Wow. In Japan, an alarm at a nuclear power plant went off at midnight, but nothing dangerous happened. And in the United States, 150 slot machines stopped working. That's it. Yes. Some computers thought the day was 1900 or 19100, like 19100. Oh, yeah. But that didn't really cause any major issues. Um, It was just kind of like... We should fix that. You know what I mean? It didn't cause an outbreak in, like, doomsday. Well, see, this is what I was thinking when you were like, this
1: was the original problem. Because I'm like, okay, I understand that now we have a better grasp on technology in general anyway. I completely understand that. But
0: someone can just change the systems. Well, it took a lot of effort because they were built in a very specific way they and some people think that it's good that they spent that much money because it got people had a lot of jobs in the technology like programming engineering industry because they needed a lot of hands and just because nothing happened doesn't mean no one was working on it like things didn't happen because people were working tirelessly to make sure that the financial system didn't crash yeah
1: and stuff Whoa, like that chill dude sorry god take a breath <laughs> <laughs> You're stressing me out here, man. No, like, I get it. And obviously now every team has got an IT person and that probably stems from that. Like, great job. But things can be reversed. Like, if you get charged minus 100 years of interest, it can be reversed.
0: I think the issue was just that if all these things happen at one time...
1: Fair it's enough. gonna
0: be crazy like if the banking system crashed and everyone was charged minus 100 years of interest like lots of people and they couldn't get the computers to work and the atms weren't working so no one could take their cash out you know and that caused people to stockpile food because they only had like this much cash you know what i mean yeah i can see why it would be an issue
1: to be honest the thing that i'd be worried most about is the prison's
0: yeah, people were concerned about the prisons. And also, you know, the missiles and stuff. I think the USA and well, Russia yeah. had to have, like, a meeting to be like, we're going to cancel all nuclear missiles or something like We have to make sure that they're all disconnected just from whatever. Them. Yeah, to yeah. make sure that nothing bad happens by accident. Because people were concerned. And, I mean, it could have happened. I don't know what people were working on. I'm sure that there was something people were doing. Because they were prepping a lot. <laughs> they it. were just like, well, if it happens, it happens. But it obviously wasn't as bad as everyone thought it was going to be. Which is just... That's what I mean. It's wild that like people were like, oh, the banking system might crash. And everyone was like, planes are going to fall out of the sky. Okay, I'll buy a bunker. Maybe it was that bad, but we were all
1: put in a simulation.
0: Oh my gosh. So then after that, everyone just went back to their life as normal. Aww. With all their spam and candles. Good. And everyone just moved on. They had tons of physical cash and no slot machines to use. And that's about Y2K. That's pretty much it. So tell us what you were doing on New Year's Eve, 1999. Were you partying or were you hiding under the table in case a helicopter fell out of the sky? I would love to know. Tell us if you've finally got through all that spam. Yeah. I also want to talk a tiny bit before we wrap up about the 2012 prophecy. Mm -hmm. Because this one's a little bit more recent, but it had the same kind of hype. Not quite as much where there were like documentaries about how to prepare. Yeah. But it was still like a big deal. It was, yeah. And maybe I should talk about it properly Like at some point if you guys would be interested, but basically in 2012, people were convinced the world was going to end. It was the end of the mind mind calendar. calendar. only went up to December 20... put 12th. I'm pretty sure it's 21st. 2012. So this was combined with the idea, according to NASA, that a supposed planet named Nibiru was discovered heading towards Earth, mm. and it was originally predicted to hit Earth in 2003, and then it didn't happen. So everyone was like, it's going to hit this year, and that's why the calendar ends. Because they predicted this planet's going to hit Earth on this day. Yeah. Which would be very impressive if they did that. Yeah. But NASA confirmed that no planets were coming to hit us, and nothing would happen. But that didn't stop people from freaking out, obviously. Mm-hmm. So the calendar ending really set people off, and it wasn't just the planet. People were like, what if it's this? What if it's because of a flood? What if it's, you know, XYZ? The of the apocalypse. Yeah, and... I think, obviously, there wasn't people with documentaries and stuff, but we did have that movie about it. And I think that freaked <laughs> a lot of people out. I mean, I remember when I was... It was 2012, my parents were watching it downstairs, and I actively left the room because it, it made me feel sick with anxiety. Like, I remember logically thinking, this isn't going to happen because there would be warning about it. It wasn't like Y2K where, like, the press was like, maybe this might happen, the president's like... I'm preparing just in case. Yeah. Everyone was like, this is not gonna happen. And I obviously my little brain was like There were quite a lot of people that believed it. Oh yeah. It was like online and stuff. And obviously at this point I was a teenager, so I was like online being like, Oh my god, am I going to die? Yeah, you know? And I thought I was gonna die. I for sure thought that. And in the United States, the sales of private underground blast shelters increased. And there were some people who spent all their money because they thought they were going to die. And a lot of schools closed a few days earlier, just in case. As didn't. I don't think As did. I was livid. Were you afraid of 2012? I
1: didn't really care, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. I was just like, well, if it ends, it ends, isn't it? Like, there's no point in me worrying.
0: I didn't. I was afraid because I remember seeing the trailer for the movie all the time. Oh my god, chill out about the movie, like- bruv. Uh, Maybe I should watch it now, just because I put it off so much at the time. It wasn't even a... I mean, in my humble opinion,
1: it wasn't even a very good movie.
0: And I remember seeing, like, the floods and stuff on the thing and being like, oh my god, I'm going to die. A plant's going to hit us and we're all going to get wiped out. I remember that I was
1: playing Assassin's Creed on 2012. I was probably on Tumblr or something. Yeah. It was, like, nothing relevant. I wasn't hugging my family.
0: I think I wanted to do that, but I was too afraid people would think I was stupid, so I just pretended that it was fine oh
1: your anxiety really got the better of you yeah i
0: think if i was if i had died that day i would have died pretending to be really casual (laughs) about (laughs) the fact that a planet was gonna hit us (laughs) that is perfect i feel like that sums up your life though pretty much yeah i was just playing a video game so let us know if you wanted to hear us discuss more doomsday topics because there are plenty more i'm sure i find it really interesting everyone just believes in this stuff good you could just tell the people through the media like cows are evil And people would think cows are evil.
1: You could? Well, it's like um, everyone thinking that... I mean, this is entirely different, but similar. Uh, People from uh, definitely the UK thinking that MSG is awful for you. Yeah. But it's just not. Or people thinking that milk is particularly good for you.
0: Yeah. You had
1: a cool anecdote about that.
0: Tell. Oh, what if it's not true? Well, just say sources tell us sources tell us i saw online that a while ago that um the reason that you give kids milk in school like children not babies obviously babies need milk but like children like seven-year-olds milk in school is because in the war they ordered lots of milk like cartons of milk to be produced for the soldiers so they didn't have to feed them extra rations and then after the war ended they were like we need to get rid of all this milk and then the media just came up with an idea to just be like it's really good for your kids. It'll help them grow. And then it it didn't really, but people still believe it. People were sort of buying it so they could buy up the stock.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm sure that it has calcium,
0: but I'm not being funny. It's not necessarily like a a miracle thing for your children.
1: Yeah, it's like if your kid eats a carrot, it's not going to make it immediately healthy, is it? You know what I mean? Carrots are good for you. I'm sure milk is good for you, but it's not the be all and end all. Well, if your kid don't have milk, it's going to be fine.
0: True. Now you know. The myths about milk. Come back for more myths, magic, and milk <laughs> in next week's episode. Let's do the scare scale. Yeah. Y2K. How scary? Do you think it would have been? I think it would have If you been. had
1: a proper brain. Yeah, I think it would have been pretty scary. I'm going to say like four and a half. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because if the media is like, the world's ending, I'd be like, the
0: world's ending. <laughs> well, it was always like, the world's ending, question mark. But I think that's enough. Yeah. Like the, I saw the Time Magazine thing, and it was like, is something bad gonna happen? But it was a photo of, like, the world with, like, signs that were like, panic, don't panic. And, like, a guy with, you know, the, the sandwich board things with mm. a bell being like, the end is here. And yeah. I was, like, if I had saw that.
1: I would have freaked out.
0: If I was a bit older than, like, three years old, I would have been terrified. Yeah. So, how dangerous?
1: None. It didn't happen.
0: What's the likelihood that something bad might have happened? I mean, two. Bad things still could have happened. I think people did prep for it. I think that's the thing.
1: Yeah, I think if no IT management had have been done, I think then other things would have you know happened that weren't so good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think it it's... would have been
0: the end of the world. No, I think you might have just had to fix some issues, but other countries didn't prepare that much than America did and they were fine Yeah. so any ideas? like what? I don't know
1: physically like what? I'll quote physically like what? no don't um scaremongering well yeah maybe they just did it for profit Maybe the economy was a bit shite. Maybe? Like a conspiracy? Yeah. (gasps) A conspiracy? Yeah, maybe they were just like, well, you know, no one's buying land.
0: No one's buying
1: torches. Let's make bunkers. No one's spending all of their money. Everyone's saving. So let's tell them there's nothing left to save for. Wow, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's it. That's all I've got, though. Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> I cannot think of anything else.
0: Can you? No, that's all i got. Well, great. Then all we have left to say is... Review us on iTunes. Give us a five star on iTunes. And don't listen before bed. Listen before bed.